Yo, what's good, my beautiful people? And I want to thank you for tuning in to another Tyler Perry's House of Pain and Assisted Living review. Um, this is the first review of 2021. Um, I'm excited for everything that 2021 is going to bring and uh, the things that it has already brought. This this year came in with a bang. The first day of 2021 had a death in the family. And uh, I was like, wow, so that's how we starting this thing off? Oh, okay. And uh, we all know what happened the other day on the Capitol. It's just been some, it's been some interesting stuff. You feel what I'm saying? Um, So I think the other day was the most time I've spent on social media. Um, I make a post here and there, but my time has been very minimal um, on social media, which is why I have not responded to the last video I did. I did read all the comments. I think I put hearts on all of them. But I did not respond. And so there was someone who emailed me and it was like, are you OK? Because you didn't respond to nobody. And I was like, you know what? I can appreciate that. But, you know, that's just what's been going on um, with me. I am going to respond. I just haven't really been in a uh, not that my mood is down, but it just wasn't on my, you know, list of important things to do at that moment. But I do appreciate you guys for taking the time to comment as always. And I will respond to each and every one of you. So if this is your first time coming to one of my uh, reviews or my, my channel, I appreciate it. If you are a returning family member, you know that I appreciate your constant support. And um, y'all know how I do it. I'm going to get right into it. So we're going to start with House of Pain. Um, when House of Pain opened up, Malik and Lisa were arguing over the fact that Malik has a habitual habit of keeping a toilet seat up now you know out of my my experiences with living with men wait I, I don't even like how that sound let me rewind in my personal experience of living with a man <laughs> okay that sounds much better I've never had a toilet bowl experience I have never fallen in the toilet I've never taken a dunk where you know the butt hit the water that has not been my experience at all so I'm like why baby girl why you keep falling in the toilet but I know many women who have had this problem when it comes to them living with the man I just that has never been my my I've never had an issue with that but I'm like okay you know what well, do you sis just look before you sit I don't understand I, I agree with Malik on that one you know Sight before squat is not that difficult. But anyway, but I do understand the purpose of, you know, at least put the toilet seat down. Um, so Miranda, you know, I'm just getting so sick and tired of her just, you know, barging into homes that don't belong to her. But I see that she's the Urkel of House of Pain because we know Urkel. Steve Urkel did not knock on Family Matters. He just made himself at home. And that is exactly what Miranda is doing. So I'm just like, I'm not even going comment, to comment on that anymore. I'm just, I just know that's a staple on the show. Miranda is just going to barge the hell in whenever she wants to barge the hell in. That's just what it is. So she was there because she was bringing over um, Christian's baby clothes to Lisa. Now, that baffled me for two reasons. A... Lisa isn't showing. She ain't even showing yet. If you were to walk past her, you wouldn't even know baby girl was pregnant. And two, why is it, or B, why is it being assumed that she's having a boy? 
We don't know what she's having. We don't even know if sis is really having anything. Because I don't put nothing past the chick. <laughs> I don't put nothing past her. I don't even know if she's really pregnant. But I just thought that was interesting that Miranda was breaking over all of these clothes when we have yet to find out the sex of the baby. I'm like, when the hell do she even go to the doctor? I've, I haven't heard anything on that, seen her go, make an appointment, nothing. So I don't know about sis. I, I I don't know. So Miranda's purpose for being at CJ's house threw me off a little bit because, like I said, I how do we know what she's having? So Ella stops by, and she's doing her Ella thing, which is giving advice. Um, she let it be known to Lisa that even though her and Malik um, are making – this toilet seat topic and issue, that's not the root issue. That's not what's really going on within their relationship. And I did agree. Everything is going so fast with Lisa and Malik. Y'all met. And I think within a month of knowing each other, y'all done had sex. She's pregnant, allegedly. And it's, it's just really quick. And you don't, and they don't know each other. So it's like they're starting a family from scratch and they're basically strangers. So that has to be hard on anybody. I don't know this man. I really don't know this girl. I got her living in my parents' house because she tells me that she's carrying my child. And after seeing how Malik operates, I am not shocked at all if Malik has not asked for, hey, let's go to the top, let's go to the doctor, let's confirm the fact that you are pregnant. I just don't even see him being that that responsible to even do that after how he has been betrayed this season on House of Pain. So, you know, Lisa agrees. Like, yeah, we don't even know each other. And, you know, okay. And she was thankful for the advice. So I kind of saw her soften up a little bit on this episode, which I really did like. Because I'm like, if she's going to be a staple, I would like to know more about her. You know, more about her background. Where the hell does she come from? All we know is that she's pregnant and she was once, you know, a stripper. Other than that, we don't really know too much about um, Lisa. So while Ella is there talking to the girls and, you know, Miranda is still pawning over Calvin, which I'm getting so sick and tired of them, even though we ain't seen him in a minute. It's just like, what are y'all going to do? Y'all, what y'all going to do? Y'all going to get back together? Is it really, really over? Because... I'm, I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to come back to that. So, like I stated, while Ella is over there trying to give advice to the women, Malik goes to get advice from Curtis. And I know everyone who was watching last night was like, what the hell? What you going to him for? Curtis is the absolute worst person. The worst person that Malik could have went and got advice from. And so after he tells Curtis what needs to be said, Curtis was like, you know, I love your aunt. I, I would die for that woman. Um, you know, we have a sense of humor. You know, we laugh. I, I love to make her laugh. Then he proceeds to tell Malik to treat Lisa like he treats Ella. And I said, oh, my God, mayday, wrong way, Malik turn around, ignore whatever he just said. Act like he didn't even say it, bro. Act like Curtis didn't even just say what he said. Because in that moment, it was clear to me that Curtis is completely oblivious of the fact of how he treats his wife. Like, you think you really doing something good, you really doing something major, and I'm just going to go ahead and say it. To me, Curtis has been a horrible example of how a man should treat a woman. He is a provider, but as far as him 
being loving or I'm not saying he got to be lovey-dovey all the time but his to me his display of how a man should cater to his wife love on his wife he to me he's done a poor job all around he's done a poor job of that and so that's why I was like Malik going to him I don't I don't understand but that's what he tells him treat Lisa how I (laughs) how I treat your aunt and so in my mind I'm like okay I can see if Malik didn't have a father in his life and, you know, he's going to seek wise counsel from the elder man in the family, but that's not the case. So when you talk, when you think about CJ, I believe that CJ is a great father. And not only that, CJ is a great husband. And so we have evidence of that. Now, don't get me wrong. There was a time where CJ was not treating Janine like she birthed his two children at the time. But we all know that came from when Janine was hooked on crack. She burned the house down. They went through a lot while she was going through her personal situation that affected the entire family. And so there were points in times where CJ was very um, hostile towards her, where he was very disrespectful towards her. And so it was an episode way back in the day. I don't know what season or anything like that, but it was when Janine came back, she was getting better And Malik saw how his uncle and his dad was treating his mom. And he proceeded to follow their example until CJ had a talk with him about, that's your mother, you can't treat her like that. And it was like, you know, well, you doing it. And he was like, yeah, but, that you know, he tried to make an excuse. However, it's like, no, you're treating her foul as well. But I think after all of that, when CJ and Janine remarried, I think they have the best relationship on the show. I think that they have been able to, work through their issues, whatever was going, whatever they was dealing with, whatever they was going through, even the time where, you know, uh, CJ thought that she was having an affair with her boss, which we know she was not. She was attracted to him, but nothing happened. And then, you know, he was feeling neglected by his wife because she was always gone at work on these business trips. And, you know, he ended up kissing another woman. They worked through that. They went to therapy. They went to counseling because they knew you're my wife. You're my husband. I love you. And I don't want to be in this life without you. So that's the kind of example that Malik has had. You live with them. You've seen how your dad treats your mom, you know, and it's a beautiful thing to me. So it's like, why the hell? (laughs) After all of that, after what your father has shown you, all of this, how the hell? Do you get the Curtis? I don't know, but that's what happened. And so, that Lord, that blew my mind. I was like, Curtis ass. I would have, hell, go to Calvin. He he ain't, you know, he better than Curtis behind. I can tell you that. So, after he gets this horrible advice from Curtis, he goes back to his parents' home. And so, when he gets there, he literally is treating everyone how Curtis would treat them individually. You know, he was telling Miranda, you need to get out. You've been here over an hour. Ain't no purpose in you really being here. I think Ella had, she left out and she came back to get her keys. And he was like, yeah, like you'll understand more on the other side of the door. Something like that he was saying to Ella. And he was telling um, Lisa, hey, you need to go make me some food, get dinner ready. He was just being a, a, a asshole pretty much like Curtis. And so Ella was like, what's go-? everybody looking at him like, what's going on? Like, what? What is this? They thought he was drunk initially because of the way that he was acting. It was out of character for him. And so Ella asked, you know, when you left this house, where did you go? And he said another woman's name like, oh, I went to go check on blah, blah, blah. And so Lisa was like, what? 
<laughs> oh my god, she cracks me up, but she annoying to say. But anyway, um, long story short, you know, he said that he went to go see Curtis, and you know, Curtis told him to treat Lisa like he treats Ella, and so Ella was like, basically, that's what you see. When you like basically this this is what you see when you when I'm with your uncle. This is how you perceive him as he treats me as his wife. And it's like everybody was like, Yeah, like this man don't treat you right. Like this is what we see. This is it. So she goes home and she was telling Curtis, basically, before I get to that part, she really just justified everything that to me Curtis did Curtis does. You know, I love him, I know him. Um, and I know he jokes and he does, but most importantly, I love his heart. I know his heart and it took great prayer and God for me to stay with him. And I said, wait a minute, this is what I had the biggest issue with on the show because it wasn't even like the episode was bad per se. To me, I'm just used to whatever the content is going to be presented. I'm not expecting much. So when this topic came along, when it came to, you know, I know his heart and I have prayed and, and prayer and God is the only reason that I have been able to be in a marriage with Curtis. So to me, that said a hell of a lot Then when you break it down, which I'm not going to do as like how I want to. But it's like when you look at that, to me, that says a lot because that lets me know that Ella is not unaware of how your husband treats you because if you looked at your marriage and you look at someone who actually loves on their wife and you will you want that I don't think there's any woman out there who wants to get married and have a husband to treat her like Curtis treats Ella I don't think any no one will want that I think that the the awareness of the family caused Ella to be a little bit I'm gonna say embarrassed or ashamed because this is what they this is what they see. And I think it hit her because you you are now watching what they see consistently. And sometimes when you're in a situation, you don't really you, your vantage point is very very skewed. Is is skewed. So when you're looking out and I'm like, "Dang, this is how he be doing? This what he do?" So when she went home, she was like, "You know, baby, they don't know that this is what we do. They don't know that you be playing. They don't they don't know. I'm like, first of all, don't insult their intelligence. They know exactly what Curtis is doing. This is how it has always been. And you have just been accepting of that. Now we all know that Ella is a deep, deep Christian. I'ma say church. Deep in the church. She loved God. I ain't I ain't gonna do it like that. <laughs> she loved God. And a lot of times when you come from, you know, Ella and Curtis, they're in their sixties. You know, they didn't believe in divorce. So you're going to stay there. You're going to make it work. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. Even if your husband treating you like trash, you stay in there. Because God doesn't honor divorce. God doesn't believe. Unless he cheat on you, you stay. Y'all can have that. <laughs> I, I love God. I'm going to tell you. I love God with everything in me. Every atom of my being, I love God. Cherish the relationship I have with him. But let me tell you something. If I had a man like Curtis, y'all, I'd be on 48, the first 48. The first 48, I don't need no tea. I don't need no coffee. I don't need no soda. I did it. And I did it with it. I killed him with a smile on my face. Curtis is a lot. <laughs> Curtis is a lot to deal with, to put up with, and to endure. He's, he's a hell of a lot. And so she was basically just telling him that he plays too much 
and he needs to stop. And I'm like, nah, sis, bro ain't playing. He is not playing. He is playing the, the cards that you have allowed him to play all these years. And now, because you finally seen yourself as your nephew has portrayed your husband, you, nah, we can't do this because they don't know. They don't, nah, they know, sis. They know. So I really, I'm interested in the, in the point that Tyler was trying to make by bringing that awareness. Like we've all said, Kurt is so disrespectful. Kurt is this, Kurt is that. And for that to be incorporated within the show, I'm wondering, okay, where, where is he going to take this? Or is this just something that's going to be brought up in this episode and never, you know, to be discussed again? So I really am interested to see because the way that the episode ended, she was like, baby, you just play too much. And I think she went in the house and that was the end of the episode. So I'm really interested to see if we are going to see some type of change in Curtis, because he is a disrespectful bastard, <laughs> period. But I do wonder if we are going to see a change with him, that it would be great to see some, even even a, a small amount of a change. It would be great to see. I, I don't know what's going on with Demetria McKinney. I don't know if she's coming back to the show. I would enjoy to see her, and I think her input would have been so incredibly needed um, it was incredibly needed on this particular episode because you have Miranda, who I wouldn't listen to, but she made a good point. But she was like, you know, you don't want to, you know, after he's gone, you don't want to r- realize that you love him. It's just hard for me to to credit some of the things that she says, especially when you go to the the series finale, you know. And she was telling Cal, "I'm not in love with you anymore. I don't love you anymore. You had already been planning this, sis. You had no interest in working things out with Calvin." You, so it's hard for me. Like I said, I don't dislike Miranda because she did deal with a hell of a lot with Calvin, but at the same time, Miranda did some she did some nasty foul things as well. So it's hard for me to be like gung ho with Miranda at this point. So that was pretty much the episode. You know, it was it was what it was. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It was just you know, I think the thing that's getting me with House of Pain is that with assisted living as well. But with House of Pain, it's, it's almost as if it's like, okay, where is the buildup? Where are we going? You know, where are you taking us? It's like you taking us on these, uh, it's not even a, a, a journey. It's, it's, oh, this episode here, it may be a continuation from last week, but it's like, where are we going? What is the conclusion? What is being built up? What's going to be the climax? It's almost like it can't even be a climax because all these storylines really are dry as hell if we're going to keep it all the way with a book. You know, so it's like there is no like intriguing moment where it's like, ooh, what's gonna happen with that? You know, it's we don't have that with this show. So, you know, I think that's it's, it's easy to get bored with it because there's nothing exciting that's happening, um, or there's nothing that's really like drawing or capturing my attention. But like I said, it wasn't a bad episode though, so I will say that. Um, now going to assistant living, um, hmm. <laughs> assistant living, so. When assistant living comes on, we see that, um, or we still know that Jeremy is in is in jail. Um, we find well, we knew from last week that he and the sheriff got into it after they found out that he threatened their daughter. I still am unsure where the threat came in because supposedly, from what we know, all that was stated was "Don't talk to my son anymore." That's not a threat. A threat would have been "Don't talk to my son anymore." If if I see you talking to my son, I'm going to do bleepity bleep, bleep bleep bleep. That's a threat. <laughs> Y'all feeling your own bleepity bleeps. But that's a threat. 
and that didn't happen. So for me with this show, it's like, okay, Tyler will build it up to a certain point, and then I get disappointed because I'm like, that's what that was? Okay. It's like this This is for this is adults, okay? So it's almost like you having sex with somebody. And you are getting to that point where you finna reach the climax. You feel me? So you get in there, you putting the work in, you 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 finish. This is to women specifically, cause men, I don't I don't know how this y'all. But anyway, with a woman, and you getting it, and you you feel it. It's up. It's about to. It's about to happen. That explosion. And he goes off, and you're like, damn it! <laughs> I wasn't there yet. And you get disappointed. And that's how I feel watching Assistant Living. Like, okay, you got my attention. Where you going with this? And before I could get excited, really excited and happy, it ends. And I'm like, damn it. I done wasted my time watching this show, this episode, and this is what this was. That's how I feel about Assistant Living. But it's not. it wasn't a bad episode. It wasn't. So I, I will say that. I'm going to give them props where, where it's due. So... As the family trying to decide how they gonna get Jeremy out, Jeremy walks into the house, and so they're like, "Well, you know how you got out?" Which they Leah asked him so many times how he got out, how he got out, and so basically he said that he told them that he was gonna call his lawyer, and that's when they decided to let him out because we find out that the sheriff hit him first, so he was retaliating because because the sheriff hit him first. But it can also be argued that you went there to confront him excuse me about something that you shouldn't have gone to his house you couldn't you shouldn't have done that so I can see how the argument could go both ways so we'll see what happened with that so Vinny is convinced that the sheriff is not going to let this go there is going to be some type of retaliation he's not done because one he's evil he's mean and two this has happened before and they have not yet found the body of that man so Vinny thinks that the sheriff killed him and so you already know when you are um, a member of law enforcement, you kind of tend to get away with many, many things. But that's not the theme of this video, and so we're not going to go there. So I'm like, okay, I, I understand that. I understand that. Okay, good, good, good point. I get that. So this this little girl, Sandra, y'all know that little girl irks the hell out of my soul so she's upset. She's venting to her brother that the parents, we know she was upset. We we deserve privacy. We des you deserve privacy. What have you done to earn privacy? You 17 years old. Privacy. Now, to a certain extent, I do understand the need for children, not children. I do understand the need for people to feel comfortable in with having a certain level of privacy I do understand that but when you're in a situation where you're 17 years old your parents know that something is going on and you are refusing to be honest with me your parent has every right I believe to do whatever they have to do to make sure that you are safe to make sure that you're not involved in anything crazy or involved with anyone crazy I will turn the world upside down if I'm asking my child what's going on with you first of all you ain't even finna get it out of my sight that's number one you ain't <laughs> This little girl. And so, you know, she's venting to her brother, and he's just like, you know, I'm glad they not, you know, um, I need to delete some of my stuff. I'm just glad they ain't, you know, go through my phone. And so she's just basically trying to make her point about how she's so mad at them. She's not going to forgive them for what they did. 
And I'm just like, baby girl, it's not that serious. Like, it, it honestly is not that serious. But when you're 17, damn it, everything is serious. <laughs> everything. Everything is serious. And you think you know everything and you don't. So I, I get that part. I just don't like her mouth. She's disrespectful. It's one thing to feel like, you know, you want privacy and things like that. But to come at her parents and these some punk ass parents. They irk my nerves, too, because every time there's something going on with Sandra, they act like, oh, you go first. I don't want to be the one she she get mad at. I don't want to be the one. And I'm like, what the hell? I would love to see them. Tyler, I don't know what's going on with them. But I would love to see the dynamic change that they are more of authoritative figures in their children's life because it baffles me how when they got to do something with Sandra or parent Sandra, it's like fear comes in. Who I'm not going to be, I don't like that. That's one part of the show I do not like. I hate the fact that those parents act that way when it's time for them to deal with their daughter. I don't like that. It don't it don't sit well with me, but that's just me. I, I, I don't like it. And then I'm like, stop sending that boy out of the room. Every time you come up, the, all y'all do is send him, out, send him away. Every time he, see, he gets sent away, he made me think for those who watch Moesha, it made me think of Miles. Because every time Moesha did something or every time something was happening and the family had to have a talk, they sent Miles to his room. And the famous wording was, go to your room, Miles. Didn't Miles start smoking weed? They figured, why didn't you tell us what was going on with you? And he was like, how could I? You was always sending me to my room. Same thing with this little boy. Y'all, every time y'all got to talk to this little girl, y'all come in the room, disturb his peace, him eating his applesauce, and he got to get out. Because you got to deal with Sandra. So I did appreciate the fact that, you know, she did reveal to them that the sheriff abuses the the boy. I can't remember his name right now. But they abuse. He's getting abused. He doesn't feed him. And he's, you know, we don't know what type of abuse he's receiving. We know definitely it's child neglect. We don't know if he's getting sexually abused or just physically abused. We don't know. We don't know all that. She just said abuse. So hopefully we will find out specifically what is being done to this child, Lindor, I think that's his name, what is being done to him by this sheriff? And the parents was like, you know, we're going to help him now. We're going to get help. And I said, okay, I could possibly see a strong storyline here because you're bringing, and, and you're bringing something up against, you know, the sheriff of the town. And it's like, who's going to believe you? Because this, this is a huge allegation to say that he's abusing his child. He's the sheriff. He's here to protect and serve, and you're telling me that the one who he's supposed to have a a love for, a protective nature for, that's the one he's abusing? Nah. So I can kind of see that going in a, in a horrible direction. They have a great heart for wanting to help, but I can also see this backfiring on them too. So I am excited to see what's going to happen um, with that. And that was pretty much it on um, on assistant living. Um, yeah, that was pretty much it. Because some things were just insignificant to even discuss. But that was the major part, you know, finding out what was going on with this young man and even knowing that Sandra would fix him food and take and take to him. So we don't know how long he's been starving. It's just it's just crazy. But the sad part is that goes on in a lot of homes. and, And most times it goes on in homes that appear to be perfect. You know, so, you know, never be cited by what you see. You know what I'm saying? Dumb. Huh. Never, because you never know what's going on behind closed doors. So I think that was pretty much it 
um, for assisted living, um, if I missed anything, which I probably did for both shows. So if I did miss anything, um, y'all can put those down in the comments. And I will be responding probably tomorrow. I'll hit everybody up on the last video and um, this one as well. So I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for being so supportive. I appreciate it. All the new subscribers. I appreciate you guys so much. I really do. Um, go ahead and click that description box and you can follow me and see what up, see what all I'm doing. Um, because I have a lot of things lined up and that's coming out that I'm so excited for you guys to see, to hear, to view, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, so make sure y'all do that. Y'all be blessed, y'all be safe, maintain your peace. Keep your peace, love y'all. Until next time. One.